Hello, retro gamers, and welcome to the Video Game Flashback Podcast. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Video Game Flashback is on all your favorite podcasting apps, or at least most of them, as it's continuing to spread around and all that, so on and so forth. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to this show. I am always honored to be back on board with you once again today, as this one in a lot of ways is a Christmas special. It'll always be looked on that way. Mega Man 2 has a Christmassy vibe to it. Not just because I got it for Christmas in 1991-92, the Christmas season of that, but believe it or not, the Japanese release for Mega Man 2, known as Rockman over there, came out December 24th, 1988. This game will always have a Christmassy vibe to it, and every time I head into Christmas season, I want to play Mega Man 2. I just have this urge to play it. Heck, I'll play it in the summer, I'll play it in the spring, and play it in the fall. Off and on, the replay value for this game is way off the charts. But at the, you know, at the same time, once Christmas comes around, or even like November, I start to really get that feeling to play Mega Man 2. And I just get all those old memories, the Christmas tree and everything that we had at the time. And it was just a good time. I don't know. And in a lot of ways, for me, it was a better time. Let's just be honest about it. Uh, the, okay, the Famicom release, like I just said, December twenty fourth, nineteen eighty eight. It doesn't get more. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't get more obvious than that. That is a Christmas game. North America, June second, nineteen eighty nine. So that's okay. I mean, June second, great time of the year. The PAL version came out on December fourteenth, nineteen ninety. So there's your Christmas again. Uh, it came out for PlayStation in Japan. September 2nd, 1988, mobile phones, I do believe I remember, they, yeah, I, I do, but it's like almost impossible to play on some of those unless you have some kind of controller with it. Good luck playing Mega Man of any kind with a touch screen. Really? Really? Mobile phone, North America, June 2007. I, iOS, that would be, you know, Macintosh or Apple, whatever, we all know what that is. Uh, North America, March 26, 2009, an Android device that took like 400 years it says WW, so that's worldwide. January 5th, 2017. What's going on, Android? But okay, good. Because I'm an Android guy, but I guess I also use Apple as well as a, uh, you know, as, a, as an iPod. I'll use like an older iPhone or an iPhone SE style, where it's like a smaller one and all that. Because iPod touches are a bleeping ripoff, so don't even bother. Uh-oh, Apple, I, I guess I lost them as a potential sponsor. Yeah, well, well, the developer, of course, was Capcom. The publisher was Capcom. So this time there's no Hudson Soft or anything like that. Like uh, the Mickey Mouse Capade episode. It's no wonder I always thought about Mickey Mouse Capade whenever I'd hear the music for uh, Mylon's Secret Castle. It's like, that reminds me of Mickey, uh, Mickey Mouse Capade. And, well, apparently it did. Director Akira Kitimura sounds a lot more familiar and a lot easier to roll off your tongue compared to some of the others. Producer... Tokoro Fujiwara, programmers Nobuyuki Matsushima, cool, <laughs> that, that name really does roll off your tongue, artists, Yas, Yasuaki Kishimoto, Noaya Tomita, <laughs> Keiji Inafun, if I'm saying that correctly, Akira Kitimura, cool, that one really rolls off your tongue, composer Takashi Tatsishi, the series was, of course, Mega Man, Platform, Nintendo Entertainment System, PlayStation, Mobile Phone, I, uh, iOS. That's, again, that's actually Apple uh, small devices. Not the, yep, that's, uh, you know, like, obviously an iPhone and Android. So, there you go. That's the whole, whole the different versions you can play of Mega Man 2. Not all that Mega Man X stuff. 
we'll, uh, we'll maybe get into that. I don't know. I'm not all that excited to get into that. Um, it's been released all over the place, so pretty cool. And, of course, Mega Man Le uh, Legacy Collection for Windows, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo 3DS, Nintendo Switch, and also a part of uh, console emulation services appeared on mobile phones. Mega Man 3, 3 was released in 1990, and, yes, we will be talking about Mega Man 3 very soon. Very soon. To be quite fair and to be quite honest and upfront with you, Mega Man 3 is actually my all-time favorite of the group, and Mega Man 2 is right there, though. Mega Man 2 is right there. After that, it's, uh, well, Mega Man 1, and after that, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a cool series and everything, but 1, 2, and 3, let's just say, hold a special place in my heart and always will. I love, absolutely love the box art for this game, and I do remember playing this, of course, on the Tiger Electronic version of this game as well. Absolutely love that thing, even though in comparison, there is no real comparison, but at the same time, I mean, it, you know, it was super fun and super exciting. The Mega Man 3 version of the uh, Tiger Electronic, not as good as the Mega Man 2 version. I did get it off of eBay not too long ago, but one of the buttons is like the important button, like the fire button, doesn't work real well, so that sucks. That's just reality. Um, Mega Man 2 was the first one that I'd heard of, because I actually borrowed somebody's Tiger Electronic game way back in the day, about circa 90, 89, 90, and then rented Mega Man 3 from uh, Bigelow Video and just... Oh, I just fell in love. Back in the day, people made fun of, oh, Mega Man, it's got the same bad guy every time. It's always Dr. Wily, Dr. Wily, Dr. Wily, Dr. Wily. That's just so stupid. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just give it a chance instead of just throw it away. Like, who cares? I start playing it. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. This isn't good. It's awesome. So all of you critics, go somewhere. Just go somewhere. That's all you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much how things went with that um so <laughs> once i finally got around to Mega Man 2 i was absolutely in love uh the only thing was interestingly enough see i'm going to compare 3 and 2 right now unfortunately i'm going to kind of get into that here at the beginning and then it'll be 100 percent Mega Man 2 with Mega Man 3 you notice how much faster Mega Man climbs the ladders compared to Mega Man 2 so that was a bit of a difference for me at first i'm like huh mega man climbs ladders kind of slow in this game and you can't slide like the sliding didn't exist yet uh and you had items instead of the rush character the rush dog or whatever but again we'll get to three when it's time so and i'll probably say a lot of similar comparisons at the beginning because these are the two that hold a very 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 special place in my heart along with mega man one honestly which is the hardest of them all that's a hard game very 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 hard game um but this one, again, I mean, the music is unbelievable. The artwork, like I just said, fantastic. And a, a, a lot of people might look at the artwork in some of these and think, it looks dumb. That doesn't even look like Mega Man. It's okay. It's still, to me, it's special. It holds a very special place. It always will. It even kind of has that cool, like, 1943 vibe, that dark purplish kind of violet color in the in the borders of the box art and, of course, the label on the cartridge. Looks just like 1943 as well, and that game holds a special place in my heart. Capcom is awesome. And I remember back in the day, my brother said something that these days you just laugh your ass off. Capcom games are really easy. Really. Capcom games are easy. Play 1943 for about 15 minutes and tell me how easy it is. Mega Man 1, even 2 and 3, not easy, not easy, but beatable, 2 and 3 are beatable, 1 is barely beatable, and then when you get to 4, 5, and 6, well, we'll talk about them later, <laughs> I don't really want to get into those too much on this show, 
because that's too far in the future, you know. Let's stay in the present here with Mega Man 2. It's 1989 in the United States. It's 1988, Christmas Eve in, in Japan. Let's go. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's time to talk about Mega Man 2. That right there has to be one of the best stage select songs in the history of video games. At least in my opinion, it would have to be. So, now you get a choice between Bubble Man, Air Man, Quick Man, Heat Man, Wood Man, Metal Man, Flash Man, and Crash Man, who I would actually do last. (laughs) Every single one of these guys has a special weapon that will be given to you after you defeat them. Uh, Of course, you start off with your regular Mega Buster or Rocks or whatever you want to call it. Basically the Mega Blaster. Certainly not the charged one that you get Mega Man 4 and on pretty much, which I don't know, I think it cheapens the value of the games in the future. So that's why I have a special feeling and a special charm to these first three. So again, it's a good idea to do these in a specific order because certain weapons are strong against certain other characters, other uh, robot bosses basically. Obviously Mega Man is an Android character going against other Android characters. He was created by Dr. Light. Uh, so Dr. Light's basically the good doctor, and then Dr. Wily was basically Dr. Light's arch-rival. They're both, you know, obviously, you know, scientists and all that, and they create these robots. And Dr. Wily basically created these other robots to, uh, <laughs> basically to confront Mega Man and to quote-unquote take over the world and all that kind of stuff. It's the old world domination nonsense that has uh, plagued the world since the beginning of time, to be quite fair. <laughs> and of course, this is basically set in the future in the 20 in the 2000 somethings basically the 2000 xx's so we're talking you know it could be in the 2050s or whatever the heck it would be 2020s or ooh maybe i don't know um it's up to you what order you want to do but for me i always start off with metal man because he's pretty much strong against everything <laughs> so basically you go off with metal man right here Thank you. 
Metal Man stage is nothing overly crazy, nothing overly difficult, but you do have like moving uh, platforms or conveyor, uh, conveyor belts. You also get an energy tank really, really early in the level, which is obviously something you want to have. A major difference in this game versus, say, Mega Man 3 and beyond is you can only have one energy tank, or you can only have up to four energy tanks, pardon me, at a time. So once you get to four, every time you get a new energy tank, you're still at four. So whereas in Mega Man 3, 4, and beyond and all that, it'll keep going up 11, 12, 13, 14, and that's kind of cool. Occasionally in Mega Man 3, you can really, really rack them up. As, uh, that game obviously is a lot of fun, and occasionally uh, they can be awfully generous with the power-ups. Also, there's a part in this level where if you're careful with your timing and quick shooting and all that such, depending on if you have a turbo controller or not, which you do not need to beat this game, by the way. If you need it, that's up to you. Uh, there's these kind of like burrowing, <laughs> burrowing machines that you basically shoot out and they often drop uh, energy pellets, uh, power pellets and energy tanks, as they call them. They look kind of like jewels, blue jewels that will fill up your weapons later on. There's a one-up that you're probably not going to be able to get unless you have one of the items. As they call them, item one, item two, and item three that help you can kind of uh, reach a higher platform. One of them is like a jet, like a rush jet, before rush existed, the little dog in Mega Man 3. Uh, well, robot dog. <laughs> robot dog in Mega Man 3. is uh, yeah, That's item two. Mega, uh, but Metal Man was interesting much later in the game. This is a spoiler. You can kill Metal Man when, when you end up fighting all the uh, bosses again in the Wily levels. Basically, quick little one-on-one -on -one battles. You can <laughs> you can kill Metal Man with his own weapon in one shot. So that's kind of a funny thing. The Metal Man weapon, though, is easily the most valuable. It's kind of similar to the uh, Shadow Man weapon in Mega Man 3, but ultimately better. Now you have a choice to make as you get about the middle part of the level. There's an energy tank you need to go uh, that you need to drop down a couple of platforms to get to. But if you don't have one of the items, you end up killing yourself after getting the energy tank. Honestly, I think the energy tanks are more valuable than uh, life itself, I guess, in this game, as mean as that might sound. So being I don't have any of the items, I end up having to kill myself unless there's some other trick that I do not know. I, there's, <laughs> there's no way you can make that jump without one of the items, one, two, or three. So I ended up sacrificing a life to get uh, uh, another one of the uh, energy tanks. So there's there's power pellets and uh, energy, or weapon weapon tanks. I, ca I don't know why I call it the, uh, the blue jewels weapon tanks. Uh, it's or I mean, energy tanks, it's uh, weapon tanks, pardon me. And now I just got a one-up anyway, and another one-up. So see, my sacrifice paid off, see? See what I mean? See how it works. You know, God is good, right? <laughs> so I like to play around. So, I mean, it's just fun how that works. Um, now you get to the same part. You can still easily fall off. There's certain little, like, spring-looking guys that you have to avoid. Uh, the wood weapon works on him perfectly, but unfortunately you don't have it. That's the only weapon that actually works on those that I know about. As now you get to Metal Man himself. Not the hardest boss really ever. That's why it's a good place to start. Not only the fact it's an awesome weapon. Uh, love his color scheme. Kind of has that Atlanta Hawks look that I really like. You know, because I am a sports fan. A trick that you can do, you kind of shoot him and he jumps over you. Just turn around, shoot him again, shoot him again, shoot him again. You'll easily beat him. You're going to get hit unless you're like a super pro at this game. But the odds of losing if you just kind of shoot while he jumps over you and then turn around and shoot as he keeps jumping over you... It's not that difficult. You'll probably, at most, lose half your power. 
and you'll beat him pretty easily, which to me is fine. I'm not looking to be Mr. Perfect and beat the guy with, you know, beat the guy without even getting hit. I'm not making a YouTube video here showing off my, my gaming skills like I'm the greatest thing ever. After you beat a robot boss, you get an item. In this case, it's get equipped with Metal Blade. And then you have an option to, well, say like, especially back in the day, choose Passer, which I'll do right now just for the fun of it. And then it brings out a grid, which is A through E going down, and then 1 through 5 going to the right, basically. So it's kind of like, again, it's a grid, kind of like Connect 4 or whatever the heck you'd want to call it. And then there's little red... Uh, you know, circles or balls or whatever, and in certain spots. So what, what I used to do back in the old days is I would actually draw the little grid out and then say, Metal Man, and then I'd put little dots in those certain spots, and that's kind of how I did it. Other people would write in uh, B1, D1, uh, B2, C2, E2, and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I, I just drew the grid. Maybe it's simpler. Maybe it's not. On the internet, that's what you're going to find is like like C5, like right there. It'll it'll have a list of all of them. It's actually kind of crazy that there'll be that many when it's just one boss done. You don't even get an item or anything. You just get one, <laughs> one weapon. So then you continue from there, and then you move on to take on Woodman. Woodman is what he is. He's made of wood. It's kind of like a forest. You're in a forest situation with robot characters all over the place, robot bats and such. And of course, what do you think would beat wood? Uh, probably, <laughs> probably a buzzsaw, right? You know, the old buzzsaw sound effect and all that. Well, that's what Metal Man's weapon looks like. You get the robot rabbits jumping around shooting robot carrots. Okay, that's adorable. Of course, those robot bats are slower than heck. The, the rabbits can move around a little bit. But this actually almost kind of looks like DuckTales a little bit in the uh, African mines. That's another game, of course, we'll be talking about probably not too long from now. The big robot dog is like the first, you could kind of call him like a mini boss. Awesome graphics, I think, especially for the era, the late 80s. Incredible graphics. Kind of anime looking, of course, which is, well, Mega Man's definitely anime-ish. Uh, you have a choice to, of course, go to the select screen by pressing start and selecting the weapon, Metal Man, of course. And in this case, the weapon is just so viable because it can shoot in all different directions, up, down, <laughs> left, right, and, of course, diagonal in all directions as well. Pretty damn cool. And there's some parts where you might want to uh, use that diagonal ability. It makes a huge difference. Um, and again, this is where the weapon, if it's your first time playing through the game, you're not used to it yet, uh, this is the first time you'll notice, again, when you're using the weapon, the, the bar goes down every time you fire or every few times you fire. The metal one is, is very, uh, well, <laughs> it's very economic. You don't use it up really quickly. Uh, other weapons, it uses, it uses up the power very quickly. And in any case, to fill that up, you get the, uh, that, that's where those blue jewel-looking weapon capsules come in handy. So that's how you fill that up. And, of course, they change colors 
to each different uniform you're wearing. Well, because every time you change weapons, you're wearing a different color. In Metal Man's case, you're wearing kind of like, a, I don't know, a poopy greenish-brown look. I know, sorry. Sorry, that's disgusting. <laughs> Here you get the first your first experience with the uh, little uh, bird dropping eggs, which drops a, when the egg breaks open. A ton of tiny little birds come out, and that's another opportunity to pick up tons and tons of power-ups and potentially a one-up and such, especially if you don't drop your controller while playing the game, which I did, but uh, that's okay. Good thing I wasn't trying to jump over anything. <laughs> so... It, it, the music in this level pretty good it's not the hardest level of all time but it's certainly not the easiest either uh there's that little part again like where the the bird is that's dropping the eggs down there's always potential to fall in the pits but again this is not castlevania or anything where you might get pushed backwards and then you get some weird uh, chicken characters which are very difficult to kill and they're charging at you i that's probably the hardest part of the level, like not long before you get to Woodman. The trick is to kind of wait till they jump if you can and get under them as quick as possible. You kind of stop, hesitate, turn around a little bit, and they'll jump over you. So like Nananaboo-you, ah, uh, Nananaboo-boo in that case. The fact that I have three lives and very little power left, what do you think is a better option? Ooh, I should use one of those energy tanks. Or just, again, kill yourself, which is really sick and uh, sick sounding, but it is what it is. You uh, kill yourself come back with full power and beat him easily um or maybe what the hell go for it go for it if you if, if you think you have the skill and all that to take him out right away go for it maybe i should have but i had very little power left so because of those stupid chickens and i wasn't handling it well at the beginning but other than that he has a leaf shield so when you first start firing at him if he has the shield moving around your weapons are going to bounce off but just a quick little onslaught of metal shots and he's gone uh well two of them he gets, he, he's able to bring his shield back once, but two little onslaughts of the metal uh, blade. It should beat him. Believe it or not, though, he takes a ton of power away from you every time he hits you. So that's why it wasn't really worth it, in my opinion, to uh, <laughs> try to take him on. Uh, there's always that small chance, but yeah, to, to try to take him on, uh, him being Woodman, and, and beat him with just like maybe like one-fifth of my power remaining because he took more than half, believe it or not. The leaf shield, when he throws it at you, is very powerful, but that's, again, when you can attack him before he powers up the leaf shield again. So now you have the leaf shield, which is used much later in the game, and it can also protect you from those spring-looking robots that uh, slide around the ground in certain levels that are, yeah, they're pretty low to the ground, but they kill them in one hit. Just turn the leaf shield on, and when the leaves hit him, he's done, and you can also throw the leaf shield just like Leaf Man does. So where do we go from here, boys? Where do we go from here? Flashman is next. some strange reason that I've never understood, but I guess it works. Flashman is icy. It's an ice stage, so he's kind of like the, the, the modern replacement for Iceman from Mega Man 1, I guess, in a sense. Um, you just kind of slide around, and this is another one of those levels where you'll run into barriers where certain weapons 
can uh, knock them out and others cannot. Um, in this case, only the crash bomb can blow out this little wall thing that you see. It's like It looks like eight squares, uh, but um, basically what you do is uh, you shoot the uh, crash bomb into it. It kind of sits there for a second, and then it blows it up. And unfortunately, the crash bombs get used up very quickly. Uh, I don't usually go to Crashman until much, much later in the game. Back in the day, I used to go to Crashman first. How I did that, I don't know, because that's crazy tough stuff. He's actually one of the harder bosses. His level's very difficult as well. Uh, again, there's another one-up you can't really reach without a special weapon unless, I don't know, by some miracle you truly know how to do, some miracle jump that I don't believe is possible. Uh, again, more barriers in this level that the crash bomb is very valuable for. Then you get the first like jumping robot with the soldier inside of it. You shoot the big jumping thing, and there's a robot with a shield, which is, of course, a cameo from one of the uh, robots in Mega Man 1. You see quite a few of those, especially in the fire level, uh, fireman level in Mega Man 1. So all kinds of cool, creative characters in these Mega Man games. And the music, of course, is unbelievable. Uh, there's parts in this level, again, where the metal blade comes in insanely handy. It looks like some tooth... It looks to me, I always thought it looks like a toothpaste dispenser letting out, like, wormy-looking things. I, to me, it looks like toothpaste coming out in, like, little pieces shooting at you. And I've never been a huge fan of the taste of toothpaste or anything like that, so I'd always kind of almost feel like gagging looking at it, like, ugh. But, um, yeah, <laughs> plain and simple, that's the case. Um, this isn't the easiest level ever. In fact, it can be difficult for some, especially if you're a little bit on the newer side at this type of game, like platforming, and obviously Mega Man is never easy. My advice is you get closer and closer to the end when you're starting up at the top of the screen, because uh, you start up there, try to stay there, because there's an energy tank. So there's a benefit to doing that. Then there's the barrier with the crash wall, which would have let you go right to uh, Crash Man right away. Uh, not Crash Man, but Flash Man right away. So, but unfortunately, I don't have it. So, oh well, I'll take my chance defeating this soldier, you know, another one of the soldiers that's inside that jumping uh, extra piece. Luckily, I was able to kill that without getting any damage, and I killed the soldier with no damage. Ah, oh, I impress myself sometimes, believe it or not. Usually, I'm disappointed in myself. But Flashman himself is insanely easy. What works really quickly on him, and I'm sure other weapons work as well, but if you have the metal blade, just take him out in like a couple hits. One, two, three, four. I declare Thumb War on Flashman. He's done. He took about maybe an eighth of my power away as I just kind of kicked his butoxis and sent him back to Dr. Wily Hell Land. Uh, Dr. Wily's Purgatory, basically. So good luck with that, Mr. Flashman. <laughs> Sorry to do that to you. Now you get one of the weirdest weapons in the entire game called the Time Stopper. And yeah, that's only effective mostly against Quick Man, or you can literally stop everything coming at you on the screen at the same time. You also get item three after defeating Flashman. The game is insanely slow here as Dr. Light kind of like is sending you a message saying, oh, here's Dr. or here's item three. It's been completed by Dr. Light and here it comes. It's basically, well, again, one of those items that helped you get to higher places. This one climbs on the wall. So you shoot it out and you jump on top of it and it climbs up the wall. That comes in handy in certain places and we'll talk about that later as we move forward into Mega Man. Duh. After this, another guy whose level can be quite difficult, but he himself, when you have the metal blade, once again, is insanely easy. 
he uh, you will hear his music in <laughs> Brave the Wild quite often, usually at the end of the first segment. And Airman is coming up later. That's obviously the theme of Brave the Wild as you open up the show. That's a Minnesota Wild podcast. There I go jumping ahead. But Bubble Man is next on deck. better soundtracks in the game. This is again another one of those levels where it can be quite dangerous. You can fall off the platform really easy. The little, the big frog lets little frogs out of its mouth so that's kind of cute and everything and certain certain uh, types of frogs I guess can do that. Most frogs let out tadpoles and such, well eggs and then lead to tadpoles and all that which is adorable because <laughs> I, I love little things like that. You also have the uh, collapsing platforms in this level which look, look just like those same walls that you use crash bombs to kill so you're basically by a waterfall one thing that's insanely annoying there's these snail shaped um robots because everything's a robot this is where the metal blade does not come in handy i don't know why but the metal blade only makes the shell come off and then the creature underneath or all the remaining part of the robot underneath moves faster and attacks you it's really dumb and annoying so just use the regular mega blaster or rock or whatever the heck you call it and it kills them in one hit insanely easy so they kind of trick you with the whole metal situation. Once you actually get into the water, be insanely careful with the fact that uh, Mega Man can jump insanely high while in the water. Sounds cool and convenient and everything, but not when there's spikes on the ceiling. As you get further and further into the level, you're going to run into that situation, and you've got to be tapping on that button very gently. <laughs> very gently, otherwise you're going to be insanely frustrated. You make a full jump, you're dead. The way to kill this... Uh, well, it looks like one of those deep, really deep sea fish. <laughs> you shoot what's what, where, where the, the cute little light would be on the deep sea fish, of course, in that case. That's the way to kill that, and generally with the, uh, the metal blade comes insanely handy here with, the, uh, with that and also with these other God knows what these things are coming out of the ceiling. I'm not sure what they are. Uh, they look like something from Star Trek, the original series, maybe? or the early, early stages of Star Trek The Next Generation, or maybe one of the movies. I don't know. They look weird. Um, but they're really cool. They have a, definitely have an 80s vibe, so maybe we'll say early, the early, early, early Star Trek The Next Generation, like data lore, kind of part of the movie or the show or whatever. I get another one of those deep sea guys kill that antenna or light or whatever the heck it is on the top of that fish's head. Watch the heck out for <laughs> the spikes on the ceiling. Don't jump very gently kind of basically tap on that A button when you're jumping. Of course, B button is firing, which I really never mentioned, but, well, I mean, most of you probably figured that out already. <laughs> and again, you get out of the water finally, and now you have crabs coming down. Of course, watch out for that. Take your time. That's one of the biggest keys in these games when you're jumping around in areas where you could fall and die. Just the whole key is is to take your time because you should be able to make it easily. Not a very difficult level, as long as you're careful with jumping. I mean, it is literally a level that says, be careful with your jumping. <laughs> it's just that simple. You get to uh, Bubble Man, and guess what? There are spikes on the ceiling. 
who cares? If you have the metal blade, you don't have to do nothing. <laughs> Once he gets above you, he is deader than a doornail. He is a sitting duck, and you blow him away. Bye-bye, Bubble Boy, or Bubble Man, anyway. But he was so pathetic and weak with that metal blade, I might as well call him Bubble Boy. <laughs> so, again, go to Metal Man first. It's that simple. It's that bleeping simple. After this, you get one more level that's not super hard, and then the last two, I think, are kind of getting... Well, the last three get to be... Pretty, pretty difficult, to be quite fair. That's why we save them for last, and you try to have as much as you can leading into those. The next one is, indeed, the opening theme for Brave the Wild, and that would be our good friend, Airman. like a big imposing son of a gun but well if you have the right weapon you should be okay this level actually is pretty tough i used to have a hell of a time here you get all these uh robot characters that appear in the sky that have these drills coming out of the side again it's all about patience and timing patience and timing and these little characters that are let out on the sides like you could say slots or ports or whatever the heck ports i guess we'd say in the technical world are these little uh, flying robots that come out of the sides of these big platformy type robots with drills because you have to use those platformy things to even move on in the level and then you get thor or a lightning lord robot on a cloud and you could you kill him and then jump on that robot or that that it's like a propeller with a cloud around it that's cool and for the first time you get the effect of going behind the cloud as the uh <laughs> rotating cloud propeller device uh kind of takes you for a ride it's pretty cool. You actually go behind the cloud. Again, it's all about patience again. You don't want to jump at something you can't see, so wait for the, th the item to come out of the cloud in case of, uh, well, when you're waiting to go to the next one. Just take your time and all that. One good thing is that's genera or that's kind about this game. You avoid super cheap things. Uh, you don't have to worry about hidden, pla uh, hidden pits underneath the uh, clouds, except one that you want to go down. It doesn't kill you. Uh, you just go to the far right edge of the screen once you're able to wipe everything out and it'll take you down further where you need to be. So, obviously, fun stuff as you continue there. Similar situation, you go all the way to the right. And again, it looks like a cloud's covering the thing. It used to scare me to death thinking there's a hole there, but there never is. So, thank God, you don't get killed from an invisible pit. That's mean and bullcrap, and some Nintendo games do that stuff. This one didn't, so thank you, Capcom for uh, playing fair a little bit. Uh, luckily, so far, I've never been hit by those drills, at least in this in this session of playing the game. Obviously, it's you're very prone to doing that, and you have to time everything right. As some of, you get further in the level, the, those little obnoxious little flying items come out much faster from the slots and these platform floating gigantic uh, robots, which can kill you very easily. I'm actually doing a pretty good job, which is nice. Uh, you get miniature airman-looking guys. Well, they're not miniature, but they're like mini-boss versions of them. You could say, I try to blow you backwards. It's all about, again, timing. Timing and that whole Mega Man one-on-one -on -one style that we've all grown to love 
all of us uh, retro gamers. Uh, the bird is obviously prone to knock you off the edge or liable to if you're not careful. But thankfully, I've been lucky. So far, that time I wasn't, unfortunately. <laughs> so I would have been right at Airman and ready to kill him. Unfortunately, that stupid last bird, I got a little impatient and kept moving too quickly. So that's how that works sometimes. Honestly, one of the reasons I screwed up against that stupid bird was because I didn't have the metal uh, blade equipped. Again, this is, again, where the clouds can actually be a hindrance in this case because the bird kind of hides behind the clouds as he's coming up there and drops the egg. So the trick is, you know, fire diagonally upward there and you'll hit that bird before he can do enough damage and screw you up. So again, huge trick again. Um, then there's that last one. Again, that's where the blade comes in handy because you can shoot down. You jump up and shoot down on him before he pushes you back. Um, unfortunately, this one does, that part does have a Castlevania effect that can push you back into the pit. Once you get to Airman, the weapon of choice versus Airman is the leaf shield. Isn't that the darndest thing? So, or wood, well, it's a W, but it's a leaf shield. You have to be patient to wait, the, uh, wait for the tornadoes to go by and then fire the leaf shield. Oftentimes, the tornadoes blow it away. Finally, he starts jumping around, and then he's prone to getting killed right away by that leaf shield because it only takes two hits from the leaf shield to take out Airman. But again, he's a pretty tough guy because of those tornadoes that he shoots out can be pretty pretty troublesome. They, they knock the leaves away just like they would in real life, right? <laughs> if such a thing was to take place. I think tornado, uh, a tornado versus leaves, I think the tornado wins. You get the air shooter, which is a pretty nice weapon. It shoots up diagonally, basically, kind of up and diagonally, depending on which direction you're facing. And now you get another message from Dr. Light. The slowest text in the history of the world. Item two has been completed. Get your weapons ready. Get your weapons ready. And this is the one that is basically like a jet, like where it kind of takes you forward horizontally. It runs out of power pretty quickly, but there's parts, particularly, I guess, in Heatman level, and as you get further into Dr. Wily and all that, the Dr. Wily stages, item two comes in very handy for that, but you can use it anywhere uh, at the end of the day when you feel the need maybe to be able to get, uh, to get across the platform or whatever it is. Uh, a pit is what I'm trying to say. Uh, or to kind of cheat your way around a very difficult situation. But again, unfortunately, the <laughs> the energy level for that can run out very quickly. Of course, once you're equipped with it, the way to power it up is the same way you power up the weapons is with those weapon uh, capsules, the, the blue jewel-looking items. There's the small ones and the large ones, just like with the uh, power pellets. The small ones only fill up a little bit. The large ones fill up like a good quarter or so of your power. The little ones, it's more like an eighth or so. So they, they do a little bit, and if there's a lot of them, you can get lucky. But now the game is starting to get pretty difficult as now we're turning up the tempo and it's time to take on Quick Man. Oh boy, this is when the game starts getting pretty tough. Quick Man, Heat Man, and Crash Man all in sequence. Not that easy, but certainly doable if you're a classic gamer like myself that has been around long enough and played this game enough. But if it's your first time going through, well, good luck. It's, it's doable, but we shall see. Here comes Quick Man right here, right now.
Back in the day when I first played that Tiger electronic version of Mega Man 2, I always saw Quick Man on the front, and I was always most intrigued with him versus everybody else. I, I liked the guy with the boomerang, so I couldn't wait to play him in the real version. Little did I know what a hard son of a blank he would be by the time you get to him. So this is the first part of the game when you'd probably want to use item number three. You'll notice there's a one-up on a platform that's a little too high from you, but all you have to do is fire the item three. It'll climb up the wall. Basically what you do there is jump on it. It's just basically like a platform that climbs up the wall, and it's quite simple stuff. Continue through here, so that's the whole purpose of item three. It does things like that, and you'll definitely want that in some of the Wily stages moving forward. And you probably could have used it in previous stages for other items as well, depending on the order you do. You'll notice early on, you'll start seeing what look like yellow lines coming out of the walls. That will kill you in one hit. It is, it is actually technically a lightning bolt. And this is where the flash comes in. You do not want to use it right away. The first three times you see the lightning bolt, so you just kind of keep falling down. Don't use the flash yet. Don't use it otherwise, because you can't stop once you do use it. It'll just use the whole thing up. What it basically does is it freezes time. Basically, it's like stopping everything. But then once it's used up, it's used up until you power it up again. So it's kind of stupid and annoying in that sense. Uh, but that's the flash, whatever. It's just called flash, I guess. It's just F, like swearing and stuff. No, I'm kidding. So, yep, once you get to, it would be the third screen that has the lightning bolt lines coming out of the walls, basically. You fall again on the left side there. That's the only way to go, basically. Uh, if you're lucky enough to get through the other part, you could get a one-up, an energy tank, and a big uh, pellet. Maybe you could have used the flash earlier to get to all that to stop the uh, third bolt near the bottom of the screen from blocking off that area, but oftentimes I don't do that. I don't think about it, and it's okay. You usually have enough uh, energy and all that stuff at this stage. You get through an area where it's basically kind of like a short little like shout out to Fireman. Uh, some of the monsters in Fireman, the uh, fire robots, basically. The screen is dark, and then you get to him, and he lights up the screen when you see the like, soldier throwing, or big robot throwing fireballs at you, basically. That's when the screen lights up. And when you kill him, the screen gets dark again until you get further and further to the right. And now eventually, you have nowhere to go but down, where you'll fall down, down, down. Make sure you are equipped with the flash. So that's kind of a purple, you know, like, <laughs> kind of like a Viking look, I guess, without gold on it. So, yep, here we go. The flash starts coming, or the bolts start coming in. You press flash. You don't want to press it too early, but I guess I may have, sort of. And you just want to keep moving, moving, moving as you go down. Maybe pick up the energy pellet or capsule or whatever it is as you go down. You just want to keep moving as fast as you can while the screen still shows things are frozen. Just fall, 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 hell with everything. Unfortunately, I think I blew it. Yep. So that's how it is. You have to basically do everything as fast as possible and kind of, if you need to, kind of catch on to the pattern as to how the whole thing works out. But when that happens, when you do die... You have to fill up the flash by fighting out these, uh, fighting with these fireman type uh, uh, robots that are in the fireman stage in Mega Man One, and then occasionally they'll drop those big capsules. So that's the key there. Thankfully, in my case, this time around, these uh, fire robots, as we'll call them, are in the uh, are thinking about Christmas here. It is the season of giving, so they gave up those energy pellets pretty quickly. The large ones only, not the small ones. Let's re-equip the flash and then try to time things a little better. It's actually good that I made that mistake because then 
you can do it. The trick is you actually want to try to get through the first screen if you can completely, but you have to maneuver very quickly to be able to do that without firing the flash, without wasting it, because again, you have limited time. Because once that firebolt hits you, you're done. And that sucks. So again, you want to have at least a little bit of flash by the time you get to the last area with it. Otherwise, again, just move as fast as you can. Get the heck out of there. And I made it. Thank you, God. That part probably needs a YouTube video to be a little better, but it is what it is. Now you get those soldiers with the jumping things. And I recommend filling up the flash again here if you can, because that will cause... Uh, it basically sucks power out of Quick Man. You freeze him in, in the spot with by, just by firing it. Obviously, you're not aiming at him or anything. It freezes the whole screen. And then it just kind of sucks power out of him because he can't go quickly. You know, if he's not quick, he's not Quick Man, you know. I guess that's how it works. Unfortunately, these stupid things, sometimes there's like a glitch where it just respawns religiously if he gets trapped in kind of the middle of the screen or the middle of this next room as it is. And it can create a really stupid situation where you might have like five or six of those soldiers jumping on you at the same time. And when that happens, you're bleeped. The ultimate trick to really disable that whole glitch is to just keep moving to the right. Just keep moving to the right. Don't play around. Just move to the right. Otherwise, you're going to be trapped there forever. And they will stomp you into the Kingdom Come, basically. And Kingdom Come is not where you want to be when you're trying to play Mega Man 2 and get to Flash Man. So, <laughs> thankfully, I was able to get out of that mess and not get killed. Because if you get killed, what happens? You get stuck back above where all the lightning stuff is. You with the firemen, you know, robots all over again. you got to do it all over again. It's the stupidest thing ever and a huge, giant waste of time. So, unless you're into cheating a little bit with uh, emulators and save states and all that... You're uh, bleeped and all that. So it's just a huge waste of time, like I was basically hinting at earlier. So <laughs> I'm almost filled up with the uh, flash thing now, thankfully. Oh, my God. See, now I'm getting a glitch again a little bit here. It's getting kind of silly. I have, I'm have i almost full with the flash, but I think you pretty much do want it as full as possible if you can. Unfortunately, this glitch is just an absolute rhyme. Rhyme with glitch. What do you, what do you get? It's that, yep. It's an absolute biatch. <laughs> it really is. You're kind of hoping for the best here, just even survive at this stage. I don't even want to play with it anymore. I think I'm just going to take my chances with three-fourths power with the flash. It's a little more than three-fourths. Uh, I have, what, very little power left. And again, I have three energy tanks. Well, if you have energy tanks for quick, man, you should be okay, as long as you have some flash power. Because he does take damage from your regular bullets after you use up the flash. Um, in Me Mega Man 3, he returns as a dock robot stage. I'm just thinking about that character right now as a dock robot, it's called. We'll talk about that when we actually do that game. But I know you get you kill him with the snake uh, search, it's called. Snake search after you beat Snake Man. But uh, yeah, wrong game. So there's no snake search yet. This is a, about a year in the past here. So you get uh, Quick Man frozen in the middle of the air. A good strategy is to kind of walk kind of behind where he is and then just start firing away and generally speaking. Don't panic. He moves really quick, but his defense really isn't that good. So if you can eat up enough of his power with the flash, you're going to be okay. Don't panic. Just kind of fire away. Uh, be gentle. He'll take damage from the shots and thankfully Quick Man has been <coughs> stopped in his tracks with that said. <laughs> so you get the Quick Boomerang, which is another good weapon like the... Uh, 
metal blade that doesn't get used up very quickly and is effective against a lot of other uh, monsters or robot masters and such. And a very important boss in the Dr. Wily stage. At least one super important one who's very difficult uh, in particular. So now it's time to turn the heat up. Heat Man is next on the list. Call me a dork, but hey, I used to <laughs> I used to use the Heat Man song when I would talk about the Miami Heat, and uh, you know when LeBron James first went to the Heat and all that, he's like, ah, I'm I'm gonna this fall I'm gonna take my talents to South Beach with the Miami Heat. So I had fun with that. I would play the Heat Man song because I was excited about it at the time. Didn't turn out quite as well as they were hoping, like five, six, seven championships, but well, they got two out of four, so two out of four ain't bad, I suppose. And this level, you get what they call tellies. At Tellys, and this is of course where the Metal Man uh, <laughs> buzzsaw or whatever you want to call it, the Metal Blade, comes in insanely handy. Uh, Tellys drop all kinds of goodies, like little power-ups and one-ups and all that stuff, but half the time you're going to miss out on it because it's going to fall into what looks like lava. So, good luck with that. Uh, it's not worth it. Does the lava kill you in one hit? Yes, it does. That's the other sad truth about that. So... <laughs> as memory served me right I just wanted to test that out but yes lava does kill you in one hit so <laughs> that's that that was LeBron James championship hopes in 2011 and 2014 though ironically he did get to the NBA finals four times in a row so that deserves some credit some respect I suppose despite the fact uh, you know the whole five six seven thing I don't think anybody would want to do that Sorry, I'm going down memory lane in a different direction here. Back to Heat Man where we need to be. And, oh my God, just the, the graphics, the colors, and everything here. And even just the look of Heat Man, it kind of puts you into that late 80s feeling, doesn't it? It just does. You also get these helicopter-looking guys that also appear in the Crash Man stage that come down out of the sky, and again, they die in one hit from the Metal Blade, but from the Mega Rock Man shot, whatever the heck it is, it's uh, just, you know... It, it takes about it takes a few hits unfortunately so and here the navigation obviously very important tellies which will appear both of these bad guys appear in the crash man stage as well so another reason why this part of the game is a little harder and ironically you could come here <laughs> after the metal man stage and probably have a similar amount of success but there is a part upcoming where you do need the item two at least in my opinion you do to save time, effort, and all that kind of stuff. Here you also get your first opportunity to use the wood shield to wipe out those, uh, whatever they look like. Uh, they look like old Christmas presents with the thing popping out of a box. Of course, they're a little bit closer to the ground, unfortunately. And most every other weapon doesn't do anything on them, but the metal does everything, so absolutely great. You also run into the infamous uh, platforms that you'll see in Mega Man 1. Uh, they, do, they debut in the Elect Man stage in that game. Here, there's a little stage of it, and it, it gets more and more common in this level. Thankfully, Mega Man, you don't have a time limit like Mario and certain other games. Even, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, but of course, again, it can be a pain in the butt, even in the most simple situations. You just don't time it right, and then you screw around forever, which is really annoying. So, unfortunately, I mean, sometimes you end up using the item three or something to let it climb up the wall, and that is an option here if you get sick of dealing with this crap, but... 
It's not that hard. It gets harder later on where I would highly recommend you use item three or item two potentially in these situations as you come up because obviously, you know, this heat, heat man is getting a little bit on the harder side. We'll talk about his weapon as well. There is a part that comes up pretty early after you get through the uh, first room with the appearing and disappearing platforms where you will need item three in order to just climb up the wall. I, I guess I suppose there is a platform there as well. And that kind of goes on and on throughout the level. The platform, the uh, walls get a little higher. And then you have to wait patiently for, and time the platforms out while dealing with tellies at the same time, which is really annoying. Tellies are the round things that come out of the, the wall. The little blue guys, and that's where the metal, the metal blade comes in handy. Right now I'm struggling to even get up the damn wall. So <laughs> apologize for my slight French there. That doesn't really change this from being a clean show, I don't think. It's just a it's just a minor swear word, you know. And then you get another one of those crash walls, I call them. And then another one. <laughs> where, yeah, you could destroy it with the crash bomb, which I don't have right now. Very risky situation coming up here where there's very little space in between the hole and the platform, the appearing and disappearing platforms, but I executed that pretty well. It's about time I did something right. <laughs> Might as well lose all my guys in like three in like three minutes here, and then I guess I got to start dealing with emulators and save states, as the AVGN might talk about. Here we get those weird little guys close to the ground that the wood shield kills in one hit. Spring, whatever the heck they are. Spring, spring floor climbers, I guess. It's adorable. Um, yes, there's a name for them. Once you get to the part where there's lava beneath you and you have to, you know, handle the platforms correctly, I recommend just use item two. Get the heck out of here. Again, it's like a rush jet that you can't control. You just get on it and go. And then there's the temptation of the one-up, which I got. So I got it. Luckily, you will have enough power left sometimes if you time things right. Of course, I did not in this case and ran into the uh, appearing, disappearing platform. So wonderful job by myself uh, right there. Thankfully, when you do something stupid like that, the tellies drop tons and tons and tons of items. And it literally took two tellies. Oh, well, two out of three ain't bad. Sorry, sorry that for the meatloaf reference there. Two out of three pretty much got the job done here. There, three out of four, even better. Uh, you gave me the large uh, weapon capsules, you can call them. And item two is now full. So again, you have to switch to the item to fill it up. So big reminder there. I, did I change it over? Oh my God, I'm stupid. I apologize. Now I got it. <laughs> Thank you. These tellies are generous. They are in the season of giving. And same thing in the, uh, again, in the Crash Man stage. Tellies are very giving. It's just, unfortunately, oftentimes it ends up falling down a pit or something. So, yay, woohoo. Or in some area that really you wouldn't want to go to and risk falling into a, a pit or lava or something like that. Oftentimes it'll end up landing in the freaking lava. So now a very inopportune spot here with the tellies and such so because <laughs> now mercifully i finally returned to the same spot where i want to use the uh item two you basically stay away from the platforms this way because if a platform gets in your way you're dead it's just going to knock you down so terrific that's why you just want to get on the item two as fast as possible and just get the heck out of there it's not worth it i don't want to mess with falling in a pit even if it looks easy what the heck it's you can get your power restored when the level's over anyway um, Dr. Wiley stages usually are uh, hardest forgiving, but hopefully there's enough enemies that are generous that it will fill up your uh, energy one way or another with dropping items. I have now arrived at Heatman, a fairly predictable item you'll use on him, bubbles. 
So it's kind of, I guess, like putting water on a fire. That's cute and creative. Heat Man is a very interesting, <laughs> as I'm finally arriving in his chamber here, interesting looking character. I love the combination of yellow, yellowish orange, and red. I just think it's awesome. Like Calgary Flames and such. Uh, Atlanta Hawks. It took three hits. Three hits. One tiny, tiny, tiny little bar of bubble to kill him. So again, another situation where if you have the right item, easy as pie. If you don't have the right item, not good. <laughs> so it just all kind of depends if you have the right item. So to put it in review, basically Metal Man you can beat by himself. And here comes item number one, which is funny. I ba you're basically going in reverse. Item one is a it's basically an elevating platform, like a helicopter on it, which can, again, slowly take you upward or provide just platforms, in, particularly in the Wiley stages where there's this area, uh, this big area of space from one ladder to another, so it can help you kind of jump over, and we'll talk about that when we get there. Again, uh, now we're equipped with the, the flame and everything, so really appreciate that. Again, in review, starting off with Metal Man, you just can beat him without, without that. The metal weapons can kill Woodman. And then would uh, the Leaf Shield ultimately can kill Crash, uh, excuse me, Air Man, but you don't want to go to him right away. So you go from Wood Man to Flash Man, who's insanely easy, insanely easy level. You use the metal there also to kill him in just a couple hits. And then you go to Bubble Man, where, uh, again, the, <laughs> the, the Metal Blade kills him in just a couple hits. Plus the whole navigation in that stage, in that boss fight. Is insanely easy because of that. Then you go to Airman with that uh, that uh, that leaf shield. After again avoiding the tornadoes and such, because tornadoes are more powerful than leaves most of the time, right? Usually tornadoes beat leaves and 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 trees, right? Pretty easily. Uh, <laughs> then you go from <laughs> sorry. Then you go from Airman to Quickman, which again in this case you use that flash item to take care of business there. You use the yep. You use the flash. It's just basically it stops everything, and then it eats up uh, Quick Man's power. But at the same time, you use it multiple times along the stage to stop the lightning bolts from killing you. And then you get the quick boomerang, which is really nice. Probably the second best weapon in the game. You can't control it fully, but it runs out of power very slowly, and it's very quick. How quaint, right? <laughs> you go from there to Heat Man. Of course, again, you're going to want to use item two and possibly one along the way to get through the stage one of the more difficult ones i would have to say and you take care of business with just a couple of bubble man shots there and then you finally go to crash man and he's beaten fairly easily with airman's uh you know the the air blaster basically so it's not too complicated let's get to crash man right here and right now
Ah, Crash Man. Easily one of the best soundtracks in the entire game. Easily one of the best tracks in the entire Mega Man game. Uh, and that's saying a lot. Again, get ready for those tellies again. Those little blue floating uh, round things, I guess. You know, it's just just think futuristic stuff. Think the early stages of uh, <laughs> Star Trek The Next Generation. Some of those globes and stuff that float around and try to kill, uh, you know, Data and Riker and uh, Tasha Yar, I believe there's, yeah, there's an episode about that fairly early. Obviously, the first episode of it involves Tasha Yar, because, yeah, other than a couple of uh, cameos along the way, Tasha Yar is, uh, well, she's not in seasons after that for, yeah, dare I say, spoiler alert, she dies at the end of season one. <laughs> so, at least late into season one, she dies. Yeah, so kind of old news, but it is what it is. Circa 1987-88 there. A very cool, again, early Star Trek Next Generation looking level. You get platforms that are kind of rolling around on a track, I guess you can call it. It's like a track in the air, but you'll, you'll understand it when you see it, that kind of thing. And the tracks get a little more complicated. It has nothing to do with you having to control it. You just want to time your jumps and be patient, unfortunately, if you miss. Again, the metal blade comes in insanely handy, aiming at those obnoxious little tellies. And this level is another one where you're constantly going up, 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 up. This is probably the biggest example of it. And this is when I first really realized Mega Man climbs a lot slower in this game than Mega Man 3, doesn't he? He really does. <laughs> you can time your jumps. You can jump early in order to get to the ladder. You might even want to use an item. But what's the point of using an item right here, right now? It's not that complicated. It's not that hard. I don't feel in any danger, really, that I'm, oh, my God. And there's no time limit. Uh, you do keep going up, 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 and you eventually get into a point where it feels like you're literally going from the troposphere, which is down here in Earth, into outer space, practically. The mesosphere and such as the uh, darkness of the sky gets, uh, yeah, the sky goes from, uh, it gets darker and darker when you get to a certain point in the stage. We're not quite there yet, but here's an entire uh, screen where you're climbing up a ladder. And again, that's when you notice how slow Mega Man climbs in this game. It's like, I don't know, it's weird. So they improved on that in Mega Man 3 which is great. The classic hard hat characters, which appear in Mega Man 1, 2, and 3. Classic. And in most of the Mega Man games, honestly, where they hide in their shell kind of like a, a turtle in Super Mario Brothers or even the Beatles, possibly. But uh, they look more like the Beatles, but they act more like the turtles, where it's, yeah, the, the uh, beetle shells protect them from fire. See, now the sky is getting darker. It's like we went from the troposphere into the stratosphere, now we're going into the mesosphere or whatever the heck. It gets darker and darker. It's black without stars, so we're like way up in space now, I guess, as we're climbing that high, <laughs> which would be the scariest thing ever. This would look awfully weird. Can you imagine somebody going that high? And now you're starting to see stars, so now you're in like the, yeah, whatever sphere it is, the highest one, <laughs> when you're basically in outer space by then. Maybe still into Earth's gravity, which obviously you are, because you can fall still. So just like the eggs these stupid birds are dropping. So we're back to those uh, birds that drop eggs again. That's quaint and everything. There's the fourth energy tank that you can use later on in the game. You could use an item to go back up or you can go back around. I say use a freaking item one to climb back up because why torture yourself like that? Again, the benefit of being here earlier uh, in a huge way. You can also actually get a one up. So you have an option of a ladder that's there right away or one that you can uh, use item one to get to because it's a little bit out of your reach without some kind of special item to get an extra guy. And at this point in the game, I need an extra guy. I'm getting low. And what kind of a pro pro gamer am I? 
Luckily, these helicopter guys that I talked about in earlier stages are back, and they are pretty generous as well, like the tellies. I, they dropped another one up, so that's good. Now the one ups are becoming common again, which I could really use helping. <laughs> and power ups, of course, the power pellets. And my energy is now magically full, which I'm rejoicing because uh, thank you for being in the season of giving, my friends. Really appreciate that. Let's get to Crash Man now. We are at his chamber. You want, again, the Air Blaster, which is probably one of the cooler looking outfits on Mega Man because it's kind of like a royal blue with white. Looks really cool, actually. Crash Man drops those crash bombs. One shot, two shots. <sighs> yeah, again, if you have the right item, he's not too hard, just like some of the other guys in this game. If you don't, you know, it could be challenging. He's, he's, I'm sure he's beatable one-on-one -on -one with the regular weapon, but you got to time everything right. You might even need an energy tank. But why would you need an energy tank when you have all these <laughs> bad guys that are very generous? So that's the cool part. You get the crash bomber, which can really help getting through walls and such. And of course, it's essential for one of the more obnoxious and strategic, you know, you know strategic type of bosses later in the game here in the Dr. Wily stages. As believe it or not, we're already heading in that direction. Again, if you're the old school type that doesn't want to use emulators or save states, get that, hey, fans, get that pencil and paper, get that, pull out those sharpened pencils, press that password button and write it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, yeah, that's what you'd be doing. Should I read it off just to be a, a nerd? I guess. A5, B2 and 4, C1, 3, 5. D, 4, and 5, E, 2. That is. So again, if, and if you can always replay it on your iPod. It doesn't take too much time. And you can even slow me down if you really want to. But that's how you do it. You'll have every item and you will also have, I be, I, I'm not sure if they save it though. So that's where the save state comes in handy or just playing it straight, which I've been doing most of the way here. Um, yeah, where you can keep your energy tanks that you have built up over the course of time. Unfortunately, I have reached the limit four energy tanks now so any energy tank i get that i don't use is just like it's just like um like imagine you have two weeks of over to, uh two weeks of vacation and then uh okay let's say you have four weeks of vacation and your job only lets you roll over two weeks and you don't have the, you don't have the ability to run out of the, the year runs out of time before you can use up those extra two weeks of vacation they dissolve and go away so that's really annoying. You just get two back instead of four going into the next year to bank into the next year, which, yeah. So just imagine that. That's how it is of the energy tanks. Um, you get a fifth one. It's, well, done and dusted, as they say in Australia. As I hope I have at least one or two Australian listeners, Vince Germano. It did say Victoria. I do believe you're listening. Maybe you listen to one or two of them. Hopefully you'll like this show, the Christmas special Mega Man 2 episode which goes with the uh, snow coming down <laughs> off and on during the course of this show. It's beautiful in the Christmas tree in front of me. Mm -mm, it doesn't get better. Mega Man 2, Christmas, and, and winter, and all that cute stuff. So one hour into the episode or so, we are now ready to take on the DR. No, <laughs> we are now ready to take on the Dr. Wily stages. <laughs> And yes, you get to see the old son of a gun himself taking off in his flying saucer, I guess, which is further proof that not every flying saucer you see is aliens. It just might be it just might be some evil scientist or well, which 
when you talk about some of the creepy government stuff going on out there. You might be evil scientists after all. It might be it might be certain doctor this or doctor that taking off to their uh, you know secret place, their secret uh, inner sanctum, their secret palace, or whatever the heck it would be, <laughs> and uh, preparing for world domination, which is what Doctor Wiley's purpose is here. And of course, he pops up the the lid a little bit to, so you can see him, and does his little eyebrows like, uh huh, are you here? Come and get me, you son of a biscuit. Basically, is what he's saying. And there you are. You got all your items. You have all, uh, in this case, in my fortunate case, energy tanks and such. Three remaining Mega Men to go after the current ones. I believe that's how this works. Yeah, because you can be playing and it says zero. So three remaining Mega Men afterward. So technically like four times I'm dead if I don't get an extra guy along the way. Now you get to hear quite possibly the best track in the entire game. think alike because the angry video game nerd I do believe agrees with me about this song being so epic and so cool and it does kind of look like Mega Man sprinting when he's when he's walking even though I don't think he's moving that fast I guess technically he would be moving quick maybe not sprinting but aggressively moving forward like we got to keep this going metal uh, blade comes in handy again imagine that as all these obnoxious little uh as these obnoxious birds dropping eggs are above you item three well it's necessary at this point to just kind of climb up the little wall where you get to see the Dr. Wily symbol in a level now for the first time. And you get more generous bad guys coming up ahead. The toothpaste dispensing looking guys on the ground where the metal blade comes in handy again. Imagine that. Item 3 comes in handy on another wall. Just go up it and off we move, move, move again. You can see an extra guy up in the upper uh, chamber here. Item 3 again. Oh, <laughs> you could use anything, but item 3 is the best for these walls, especially the small ones. Interesting how in some versions of this game, the items are in reverse, like looking in a mirror, like say how it shows the number on it. When I played it on the NES cartridge, it had, it, it was like in reverse, but now maybe they've, they've improved on it, fixed something while playing it on the NES Mini. I do own the NES Mini and it did come with the game, so I'm not cheating at all in this case. And I guess maybe they improved on that reverse uh, number situation, which is kind of funny. So, uh, well, you can actually, it actually looks like number two correctly, number three, number whatever. There's your one up, go get it. And you should be able to jump up to the ladder, even though it's at a weird angle. And if you fail, well, that sucks. Then you got to use the item three. Thankfully, I did not. Fun, fun stage and awesome music as you keep moving up the ladders and you get those Mega Man uh, cameo, Mega Man looking soldiers with their guns, whatever, shooting at you. <laughs> get a couple of those again in their shields, of course. They are definitely Mega Man 1 characters, bad guys, whatever, that unfortunately disappear after this game. Maybe And they do make cameo returns. Well, not cameo. They do make their return in the Game Boy versions of Mega Man 1 and 2 on the Game Boy. Game, uh, Mega Man 1, Dr. Wily's Revenge. We'll talk about that someday. Of course we're going to have one about that. You get uh, four of the Mega Man 1 characters. Not all of them, unfortunately, which is kind of crappy. 
you don't get uh, Bomb Man or Guts Man in there, which probably have the two best songs in the game outside of Elect Man. So that's a bummer. Here's where the items are absolutely necessary. Item 2 will not help you here. You have to use item 1 because the ladder that you climb up is way too far. I see it's far to the right, but also too far below for you to make a, a great jump with item 2. I suppose you can do it. I might give it a try here just for fun. Yeah, if you jump up and fire it, but then I didn't, yeah, I didn't reach, so it's not worth it. Yep, it's too far away. I just wanted to try an experiment for the hell of it to see if it would work. Otherwise, again, my recommendation stands. Use item number one and just kind of keep dispensing it, dispensing it until you kind of, it's almost like creating a stair stairwell or a staircase, pardon me, in order to get there. Unfortunately, you do have to get near the end of the freaking ladder, and sometimes you end up falling off, which is stupid, but if you turn around quickly, you can get right back on the ladder. One shot, two shot, and I blew it. So, <laughs> ah, yep. So, it's not the easiest thing to do. It's certainly not the hardest. And because uh, sometimes I have an innovative mind when I play these games, I just simply thought about this without even looking at any player's guide years ago. Sometimes I amaze myself. I do because I wasn't, I didn't think of myself as a smart person back in those days. That's for sure. What is up with this controller? I don't know if I'm too hyper or what, but I've blown it twice now, which is really embarrassing. I finally bleeping made it. Oh, what a stupid part. Yeah, and I remember often getting pissed off at that part. It's not that easy, you know, and now you get to the chamber where you pretty much want to keep moving. It's a little bit scary. So once you get to the upper area here, if you're getting through that obnoxious part, switch to the quick uh, boomerang right away. And once the screen starts moving, keep moving. Don't slow down. Don't do nothing. Just keep moving at a pace as best you can. Because that dragon's going to appear behind you. And you got to move. you got to move. Because the dragon touches you, you're dead. It can be disorienting. You might end up screwing up once or twice. And it's just the most frustrating thing in the world when that happens. This old dragon part is one of the scarier parts in the game in a lot of ways. In terms of if you could lose a ton of lives here by just... One misstep, trying to jump around, and the whole trick of, well, there's not even a trick. The whole point of the only, <laughs> of beating the dragon guy is just fire away as fast as you can. Don't bleep around. Have a tiny bit of patience at first, but get to the upper thing as you can, and then maybe give yourself, because that way if you get hit, you'll fall back to the, uh, the middle one, the middle platform, and wipe him out eventually. So thank God in heaven I beat the stinking dragon. But any time you get hit, you'll fall to the second one, yeah, so that, that'll give you a safe haven. Being on the bottom one is the dumbest thing you could possibly do because you get hit, you're done, a la Castlevania style. Now we move to the second Dr. Wily stage where the music will stay the same. Dr. Wily stage, you'll see a capsule right next to you. Because remember, in the Dr. Wily stages, you're going to be, uh, you know, the, the weapons will not refill after you defeat uh, the boss and move to the next stage. So that is something super important. So pick up the capsule, use, you know, change over to whatever weapon you probably need the most. The good news, though, is again, you get these generous helicopter looking guys. 
that unfortunately do land right in the same spot over and over again. So that can be a pain in the butt. So if there's a weapon, capsule, or power pellet or something, or extra guy, pick it up ASAP in order to avoid getting killed or damaged. Another capsule sitting around, but I, I don't know. It's like, do you need it right now? Do you not? But here's where item two comes in insanely handy because there's spikes. So you got to try to get that thing uh, set up item two to fly you like a jet over the spikes. And the trick here when you're riding item two is to resist the temptation to jump at the first ladder. Wait, wait, and jump at the next ladder. Hopefully your item two is high enough. It should be. Jump with all your might to get to that second ladder that's a little bit shorter, harder to reach because it's a little bit better deal here. Let me see. Let, let's analyze the deal here. You go to the first ladder, you end up having to use three crash bombs just to get through and you get nothing. No bonus items of any kind. Otherwise, you get to the second one with the shorter ladder, there's an extra guy waiting for you, a Mega Man head, whatever, and then a bunch of the cute little capsules to fill up other little weapons, you know, little amounts that you might need. So really cool. Could be the Quick Man, could be one of the item one, two, or three, could be any of that. Item two actually is the one that you used up the most just now, so probably uh, use a bunch of those little guys in there. I got it half full basically now, so that helps to a point. You're kind of climbing downward. Similar situations coming up here where you make decisions and such, but I don't know. Um, obviously, the other one, you still get nothing whatsoever if you keep going down. Now you get options to shoot through the crash blades here. I use the crash bomb to get an extra guy in an energy tank. Well, I can't get any more energy tanks, and extra guys are, well, I mean, they're valuable, but are they valuable enough? I don't know, maybe. I already have four uh, extra uh, Mega Men, so, I mean, I'm going to probably pass on it for now. Even though maybe that might sound silly, but that crash bomb becomes pretty valuable later on. I know you could probably fill it up, but it is what it is. The energy tank, obviously, is enough. So it's up to you, your situation, when you get there. You kind of go down. Now you get more of those worm-looking, you know, things that are much earlier in the Metal Man stage. What weapon do you think you want to use? Let's give it a shot at the metal weapon. And that pretty much does the same amount of thing. And you can pick up a billion uh, power items here. Maybe even extra guys and such power items in terms of like energy pellets, weapon capsules, whatever the heck it is. The value is off the charts, at least sometimes. Of course, everything gets in your way too, so some <laughs> value can diminish very quickly at times as well because those drill-shaped worm thing, whatever the heck they are, there's a lot of them and they're in the way all the time. So, And you end up using up so much metal blade, you might end up, need to, you might end up needing to replenish that along the way as well while you're replenishing other items. Well, item two is all filled up in my case. Your case might be quite different as you're playing the game, and it's all up to you <laughs> what you want to do here, how much time you want to spend. But sometimes you might get lucky with a bunch of one-ups. Uh, odds are you probably won't. But now, somehow, some way, I did wind up filling up every uh, weapon and item, which is wonderful. So, Because item three, you're going to need it right away coming up here. And it's the only item you can use because it's a very small opening against a wall so you're going to need to have that little item climb up the wall for you take you up and of course avoid the castlevania like uh, <laughs> spikes that are that come smashing down just like castlevania but this is mega man and it's capcom so the other the other great company that's not nintendo uh, around that time and you have to kind of take a leap of faith as you jump down the ladder luckily there's a platform right below you another leap of faith just pay attention to where you're landing. Of course, avoid the spikes. Maybe you need the power pellet. Maybe not. 
Now you're at the boss, which is this, basically it's a big round kind of, well not round, box shaped wall. You're in like a box kind of, and the walls kind of come out and they form together into like some kind of a, a robot that comes to hit you, flying robot. All you do is just kind of, again, what, what weapon do you think? The metal blade. Come out, use that. It kills him very quickly, kills the different parts very quickly. Uh, avoid the squares as they come out and, you know, combine and come to attack you. Just kind of avoid, avoid, fire away, avoid, avoid, fire away. And you can only damage them once they're formed together. Before that, you're just, you know, wasting weapons and such. But now that boss is dead, and now we're off to level three, and a change in music. Uh-oh. It's another level that might seem like maybe it's not the hardest thing in the world, but be freaking careful. You could lose a lot of lives here very quickly, and you also have more choices of using the crash bombs. I elect not to, because level four is the boss involving that. You have energy pellets below as well that are accessible. You end up probably only using one because you're going to have to use an item to get to the other one, most likely. Well, no, I just made a dumb decision, but that's okay. Of course, spikes kill you in one hit when you get below. Those urchin-looking spikes... When you get into the water, uh, this is when jumping high is okay. You take advantage of it in this case. The fish you cannot damage, at least I don't think so. I've never really gave a crap to try. Just avoid it and keep going. The fish that jumps up out of the pit, yeah, well, the metal blade does nothing. So if the metal blade doesn't do anything, it's probably not worth it. Of course, again, be super careful as the channel narrows uh, as you're walking now. And you want to avoid the pipes, or pipes, the spikes. You want to fall down as gently as possible. If you're not gentle with that uh, D-pad and paying attention, you lose a life instantly and it's a big freaking waste. But luckily in this case, I believe I'm okay. Avoid the, the uh, temptation to jump as you're walking around as well once you're anywhere near any spikes. Luckily though, when you're falling in water, it's slower than just regular falling. So you can avoid the spikes as you get down to what we might call the ground level or the basement or whatever the heck it is. It's uh, lower than before. Metal Blade is equipped again like it always is. Now I'm ready to get to the next boss already. So this level, not too hard. Level 4 is definitely a different one. Now we get a big giant Gutsman character. Whip out the bubble... <laughs> whip out the bubble shot, or whatever we like to call it. Looking all black and white is what Mega Man looks like, or that gray outfit, basically, with the bubble shot. You want to jump and fire away on Gutsman's head. Again, Gutsman. We'll talk about him someday with Mega Man 1. Uh, he's not too hard. You take him out. It's a big giant guts man literally on a tank huge Classic Mega Man uh, 2 and 3 style boss there that has that epic anime looking look <laughs> Looking style anyway, uh, you defeat him and then the game starts to get significantly harder as we head to the infamous nasty level 4 This level kind of sucks. Uh, you'll notice when you first get here, there are capsules there. Leave them right there because you just might need them in case you end up failing 
epic failing or whatever term you might want to use against the boss because there's a strategic uh, way to do it and it's kind of like the only way to do it. So you might need those to refill the crash bomb. Make note of that. <laughs> a hard hat just dropped a nice big uh, capsule, so that's nice. I'm going to fill up the item three at the time right here because that's another thing that comes in handy in that final boss. Item one and three will come in handy against the, well, the boss of this stage, the end boss of this stage. Um, so again, also there's a couple areas where there will be a, uh, a false platform. So you experience it at first here, it gives, it gives you no danger. Once you, like, you, you defeat the little hard hat, you go up to the little platform above him, there's an invisible area that's just, a, it's an invisible pit. It looks like you're walking right through the, yeah, so you could fall down to the lower level. It doesn't hurt you at all. It's just irritating. That's when if you're trying to go after that extra guy, way off in the right area, you climb down the ladder. I'm going to elect to go up right away in the center ladder rather than the far one. It's not really worth it. Um, and then you get another invisible platform potentially, but if you can figure out where the things are, just jump over it rather than using an item. So it's not too complicated. Much more dangerous situation coming up above where it's, there is, you know, there's an invisible platform somewhere with the spikes. I don't care where it is. Use item two, get on that thing and just ride across it and get up the ladder. It's not even worth it. Don't even waste your time because if you make one false move, you're dead instantly. So who wants to waste our time with that? There's more invisible platforms in this next uh, screen where there's three platforms basically. Eh, you know, you're, no, you're in no real danger here, so don't worry about it. Do I want to fill up the metal or the bubble? Let's go with the bubble, because I won't think about it much. You will use that against the very, very, very final boss of the game later, so it'll be nice to have that full and be reassured about that, even though bubbles don't really get used up all that quickly in this game. Once you're through that part, the game gets really interesting. If you're playing an emulator and you're not comfortable, save state. So go ahead and use the save state, but if you want to continue the hardcore classic way or using a cartridge, whatever, well, persevere, brother. This is when the game gets a little bit harder. You get tellies, you get the spikes below you. Of course, when you change weapons, push up if you're on a ladder because you just might uh, fall. So push up just to make absolute sure when you're changing over to the metal blade, which I did. <sighs> <laughs> which I did, and then uh, I could have risked falling as you're changing over into weapons. So uh, now you're de dealing with that uh, rolling platform. It's basically rolling on a, uh, do I want to call it a grid, a, a path, whatever the heck it is. Once you get close enough to the ladder, you can just jump off and move on. Hell with it. Like, why spend a ton of time here goofing around? Unless you want to screw around with the tellies and get some uh, uh, healing items and such, weapon capsules and all that. I mean, why the heck not? They're pretty generous. But, I don't know, not always. Not always generous enough. Well, that one just gave me a one-up, so I'm very grateful for that at the end of the day. Now you get to the next screen. You have to wait for the platform to come below you. You fall down. Then the key here is jump up right away when you get to the next area. Well, let's just say you're on the track. You jump on the platform that's kind of hanging next to you there. You jump up there because, as you can see, there's no space for you, so you jump up again after the thing comes through that little spot that you wouldn't fit in, <laughs> and you simply jump above. Most of you watching, or most of you playing this, uh, will figure this out on your own. You're all smart people, <laughs> so just in case, though, to avoid any type of like sudden little brain fart where you're like, "Oh crap, I didn't notice that," so maybe you're, yeah, you'll, you'll notice it as you're playing. 
<laughs> so here's again another one with more tellies and spikes everywhere and you got to be patient waiting for the stupid thing to come i don't know if it's like a skateboard or whatever it is like a i don't know <laughs> it's not but i, I just want to use that for a, a little joke here so i actually could have potential uh i could have let it go hell with it ah uh, yeah that was dumb oh well just waste of time not killing myself thankfully so there's more p parts where again you have to jump on the the actual like purple platform off of the moving platform in order to uh well you know not be knocked off and killed of course, the stupid tellies are always going to be coming at you no matter what the situation is. Holy Toledo. I almost did something really stupid. So this part's super obvious. Just jump on the purple, jump back on the uh, platform, and then just be patient as the stupid thing goes. Don't try to jump ahead. There's not much space, so you could easily make a mistake, and you'll be totally fine. So no reason to rush and be nervous. Another situation here where you're going to wait for the platform to come so you can fall onto it on the next screen. What I often do here, and you have to do this anyway, pretty much, get on the purple platform that's just kind of sitting there, the little square, and instead of waiting and hoping to God that you can time it right with that uh, that moving platform to get over there, I'm sure plenty of you are skilled enough to do it. You know what? Bleep it. Pull out item two, jump on that, and go to the ladder. Of course, you're going to the left. Simple stuff. Easy. Like, why even waste your time? Now you're down below in another completely different area, Maybe some of you that are emulator people, go ahead and save state here if you want to. Otherwise, persevere if you're not into save stating or you're playing on a cartridge one way or another. Same old stupid soldier crap again that all of us can't stand, but that's how it works. Welcome to Mega Man, right? Uh, there's a fun part and a crappy part of the game. Some of this gets tedious and difficult, but that's how it goes, right? <laughs> it's part of the love of the game. Almost had a weapon capsule, but unfortunately was unable to get it unsuccessful so that kind of stinks we're almost to the most obnoxious boss in the game second most obnoxious most obnoxious whatever it is and i'm about to die pretty much here which is really annoying probably not even worth okay i got a weapon cap so that's helpful i'm tempted to use the energy tank because sometimes i don't remember and of course these sons of bitches respawn every single time i'm gonna risk dying yep so you end up going yeah, you'd have to do all the platforms again So if you end up dying. So that's the whole reason for save stating if you're into that. So we'll just kind of continue from where we were for the sake of time. <laughs> Rather than backtracking and doing it all over again, we're going to continue back where we were with all the soldiers and such. And thankfully this time, they're a little more generous with the energy pallets. Thank God. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just, you know, it's just going to be what it is. This is an annoying part of the game in terms of, like, yeah, these, these stupid rooms with these... uh soldiers in these mechanical like leg devices whatever the heck they are you just want to keep moving to the right you know you just want to keep moving to the right whether you like the red wave or not keep moving to the right <laughs> to get to the chamber of the next boss where this is where the game gets a little tough and confusing and pray to god i don't mess it up right here and now it's not easily done and you will be using at least one energy tank here this is why the energy tanks exist are for this battle to be quite fair uh, they, uh, not for the whole game necessarily, but this is this is the time when you want to use them. Maybe you'll need one against uh, the Dr. Wily alien guy later on. Of course, again, it's a very fun, entertaining game to play in one way or another, but it gets tough as well. So again, you enter the chamber and go up against an obnoxious boss. Obnoxious. So what this is basically is cannons in the wall, and all of you have 
a lot of you have probably played this many times, but what the heck. Let's talk about it anyway. Use item 1 to go up on the platform. Yeah, you got to use item 1 to go up on the nearest platform. Uh, and the whole goal here is to use as little <laughs> crash bombs as possible. Because once you run out, you're bleeped. So if there's a guy that's wide open for a shot, go for it and take it out. Not guy, but cannon. I killed one. Killed the next. Okay, so two are gone. Two out of five are gone. Again, you're going to get hit every freaking time they fire. So instead instead of using the crash bomb to blow up the wall, just use item 3 to climb back up. And that's voila. Very simple logic there as far as I'm concerned. Like why even waste your time? Um, you have a choice here to either go to the right, fire away. Either way, it is what it is. Um, just most of the time you don't need to use the, the crash bomb to blow up the walls, but you, you will have an option to do so. The one on the right, you have no choice. Obviously, you can see the wall in the way. The other, uh, one of the other two, you might be able to get away with it if uh, you're lucky. But of course, again, do not use the crash bomb if you know you can have an item like item one or three to get around a wall. That is just, it's just plain stupid otherwise to waste it. So two out of three are, uh, two out of five are remaining. I am at a point where I need to heal up. Again, this might be better on video, but it doesn't matter as long as you can, <laughs> as long as you can imagine and envision what I'm saying. And if you're lucky enough to be able to do the wraparound jump, as you could say, maybe like a good hockey player, <laughs> to get to the highest guy, um, the the highest cannon anyway, without having to blast out the uh, crush bomb, uh, the the wall with a crush bomb, the you know pastel green wall with a crush bomb, which I just was. Yeah, I was on basically. You could call it the middle platform. You jump up and around to get to that highest cannon without having to blast any wall. I was able to kill him. And then the final cannon, you have no choice but to blast the wall. And now one more shot. You have to be very patient. Fire away. And I just defeated probably the hardest boss in the game. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I would have to say so because mostly because of the strategy. So beating that is an unbelievable relief just to know <laughs> that you've got, got it done and took care of it. But um, it's all about timing things and using up as little as possible. I ended up having to use up the whole thing. So you pretty much have to do what I just did in order to do that. You get to the skull, and now you get to play all your friends again. All your good old friends once again in the, uh, <laughs> in the you know, of, of all the robot bosses. But, of course, the cool part here, with the exception of the crash bomb being totally out, you can, uh, can fire away and kill all these guys with... Uh, Special weapons to make it super easy. So you can do it in any order, whatever, what the heck. But if you want to go, I haven't end up going left to right, basically. If possible, left, down, and then right. Kind of like that. So it, it doesn't really matter. So I'll go to the upper right corner, uh, upper left corner part of me, just for the fun of it. And there's Heat Man. Pull out the bubble weapon and blah, blah, blah. So that's the fun part. Oh, God, not the robots again. Yeah. Oh, yawn. You have, you have all the weapons. So why would anybody complain? Three shots from the bubble blast, Kablooey, he's gone, and you get a uh, large energy pellet every time. I'm going to fall down to the middle left now. Airman, you airhead, just kidding. Pull out the uh, wood shield, or leaf shield, or whatever it's called. Unfortunately, the stupid tornadoes are uh, a hindrance in this case, and they often are, but he got kind of trapped up and caught in my leaf shield, and I had... Had Airman for lunch, so no Brave the Wild episode here. <laughs> and of course, no, you don't get to hear that cool song anyway, so, oh well. <laughs> Woodman, oh no, I don't have Crash Bombs, so what do I do? 
metal shield or metal shot but again of course you already knew that because why waste your time with that stupid crash bomb when you can uh, um, fire away with the metal I used to think you kill the crash and then go to wood and then do the sequence like I did before I don't even remember what I did metal man maybe sometime in the middle so now I'm actually on the bottom area going to the uh, second one from the left bubble man yawn and and there's not even a spike on the ceiling so he's even easier than ever uh, yawn fast that was super easy now the middle right uh oh quick man ooh that's one of the tougher ones flash Oh, did I do that? But I actually did it too early. A better strategy would be do it when he's in the air and you go behind him. But oh well, he jumps so dang high, who cares anyway? Pull out the regular shot, fire away. He's actually very weak defensively. Kind of like the Minnesota Timberwolves right now. Uh, and maybe the Donahell, def uh, Donahell Donashell defense. <laughs> but well, the Vikings made the uh, greatest comeback in the history of the NFL. So in case you're listening to this five years from now, ten years from now, this is, what, two days after the greatest comeback in NFL history at the time, depending on what happens, you know, in the next couple of days, couple of years, couple of decades. <laughs> the Vikings came back from 33 points down, basically. So at the time, I'm recording this particular uh, section of the show anyway, because this show is being pieced together the old-fashioned way with a podcasting style. Upper right corner, let's fire away. Why the hell not? Flashman, another yawn fest. But it's, it's just, it's enjoyable. I love when Mega Man does this because then you can just say, ah, you guys bullied me and beat the crap out of me and the game was tough. Yeah, but you get to, you know, because there's a couple of guys, maybe you didn't have the special weapon or as special a weapon from before. So now the uh, the middle far left, or right, pardon me, far right. And now you get uh, Metal Man. One metal shot, battle's over. Kaboom. That was fun. Best weapon in the game going against the guy that provides it to you and it kills him in one hit. So who's left? I always kind of forget, but yeah, it's stinking crash, man, of course. So just like before, pull out that air shot. Ugh, crash, man. And he's in the same part of the screen anyway, which is kind of funny. Maybe I'm just an idiot and I should know that anyway. But uh, yeah, well, that was it. Just a couple shots pretty much to take him out. And now we go to the real part of the game as a new uh, teleporter, you could call it, has appeared in the uh, the center, the upper center of the screen. Right in the middle, smack dab. So if you're a save stater, go ahead and do that. If not, well, again, let's go. Let's get to the the real fun here as we head to the end of the end of the end of the end. At least I believe so. Well, no, it isn't. He's the, this is the uh, original Wily version where it's kind of a flying machine. Pretty cool looking. Fire away with regular shots. That should be sufficient. You can use different weapons in this battle. I believe the metal shot works on the window. Yes, it does. So you shoot away at the window, but you're probably going to end up using an energy tank here, unfortunately. But, well, <laughs> that's why you have them, right? For final parts of the game. Pray to God you don't need to use another one here. Uh, yep, and the metal shot does take more away, but now you get another chance. Now Wiley actually comes out. Again, you're shooting at the window is where the real damage comes in. Unfortunately, I'm going to end up having to use another shot. Or whatever it is, end up dying and wasting more time, unfortunately, one way or the other. See, in my case, I ran out of um, the, the metal blade, which is insanely helpful. Use as much of it as you can, like to fire diagonally up at Wiley in his window, whatever, of the machine. But when you run out, if, if you run out, you can use the regular shot and just jump and fire, jump and fire, jump and fire. Now we go to the finale, the final stage of the game. It's kind of like Castlevania 2 in a lot of ways.
Castlevania 2 it is. Well, kind of. Mega Man 2, Castlevania 2, what the heck. But it's a little more dangerous than, than Castlevania 2 in the final part of the game because there still is a hazard. And it's like basically acid coming out of the ceiling to, uh, again, kill you and bleep you up and such. So just time it, avoid it. It's not that hard, but it is possible to get hit. You hopefully won't time it, time it, time it. Just be patient. Patience is a virtue, yes. Sometimes go in between, you're, you're going to be okay. Just be okay. Time it. Kind of, there's a pattern to all of it, one way or another. If you get hit, you're pretty much, well, you should be okay as long as you have an energy tank. At least one, two, you're probably going to beat the game unless you really screw it up. You're really jittery. But, uh, yep, and they, <laughs> the ceiling gets uh, lower and the floor gets higher, if you know what I mean. It gets to become a, a thin channel. And again, you have less and less time to avoid the acid. So again, it's completely about timing here. So basically, right around the time it hits the ground, you keep walking through it. In reality, the acid would be all over the ground too, and you'd be walking in it. But oh well, I suppose you're safer this way, huh? Versus hitting your head. Again, you wait for the acid to come down. Kind of a pattern. Sometimes the pattern's different than others. It goes like one, two, three, one, two, three. Other times, it's God knows what. But um, yep. Again, more patience falling down. The very final one, you have to pretty much, yep, you just kind of wait for it to go down. You go underneath it. Oh, well, it wasn't that hard. Now you get to see Dr. Wily come out of his flying saucer, floating in the air by himself, turning into an alien. Dr. Wily has now become an alien. Isn't that the most adorable thing ever? So what you do now is whip out that bubble shot and fire away until you end up becoming a champion and winning the game <laughs> at the end. His shot is pretty tough, but not as deadly as if you actually run into him. So try to avoid running into him, and he shouldn't be that freaking hard, really. You're probably going to end up using one energy tank, and oh well, it's the last battle of the game. Don't worry about wasting an energy tank. Just use it and... Say goodbye to Dr. Wily, the son of a gun. And that's how it is. And it's a cool, epic-looking final battle with stars in the background. But then you realize it was all a simulation. At least this final battle was. Some kind of thing Dr. Wily was controlling to, uh, I guess, look like an alien and attack you. But um, where he was actually on a control uh, panel in, a again, a simulation situation. And it starts falling down, falls apart, blows up. Dr. Wily begs for forgiveness like he often does. But of course, he's going to say screw you and Mega Man 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 billion thousand happen afterward. So um, he's one of those kind of people that would ask for forgiveness and not give a crap at the end of the day. But now you get to watch the ending and enjoy.
Ah, yes. The Mega Man 2 ending scene, the ending song, and all of that. So satisfying. Walking through the seasons, you get to see the leaves coming down, the springtime, the summer, the winter, all of that. Mega Man kind of walking, almost like walking off in the sunset in a sense, even though he's walking in your direction. So, figure that one out. Uh, Then he has his helmet down on the ground, almost like he's retiring and stepping away and his job is done and all that. But we all know from history, his job was far from done as Dr. Wily would return very quickly in Mega Man 3. And why the heck not? It's such a great series. Why would you stop making them? It's just funny how it's Dr. Wily again. And we'll kind of make jokes about that as we get into future and future games. Like, Wily? It was Wily the whole time? It's like, uh-huh. So, always kind of funny to think about. One more final track to hear before we start getting into feedback is the sound credits. the final credits hope you enjoy that very cool uh the song is really good obviously you can tell it's from the intro basically it's like the intro and then continued on and on and on uh me and uh derek falsco here about to hear from (laughs) talked about that very recently as i basically as i'm doing the show kind of off and on in between the breaks we can say so uh this and that as obviously each time you hear a song that's basically a break so and again you get to hear the song while we're preparing Uh, I'm preparing up the game and getting ready to rock and roll. Now, we're going to move on to the feedback section, and we're going to hear from guys like Derek Falska. Again, at Crease and Assist, at Crease and Assist is Derek Falska's Twitter account, and believe it or not, Video Game Flashback now does have a Twitter account, at VGF uh, underscore podcast, at VGF underscore podcast. You will see that in the show description. You may have seen it uh, showing up in the show description's recently as well in the last few shows i believe i edited it into the mickey mouse one 
uh, Mickey Mouse Capade, and it also was uh, originally actually started with uh, Episode 7, Jaws, NAS. Hope you enjoyed those, and don't be afraid to talk about those. Any of you listening, don't be afraid to talk about those. Again, this is the Mega Man 2 Christmas special, so I'll be talking about that now. But again, even with Twitter account or with the uh, voice recording uh, audio submission and such, don't be afraid to talk about any of the games that we've reboot in the past, like uh, Jaws, of course, Mickey Mouse Capade, Combat, and then, of course, like hints of what you'd like, you know, maybe talking about the Atari system itself, the NES itself, uh, whatever it is. Uh, Joey, why aren't you talking about the Switch? I don't want to. <laughs> not really. Uh, not not right now. I truly doubt I, I truly doubt I'm going in that direction. I like to stay in the classic, classic uh, era of gaming, in my opinion. So... With that, let's get to that feedback section right here and right now and lead things off with Derek Felska. Hello, it's me again. I Mega Man 2 is one of my favorite games. Uh, I rented the living hell out of the original Mega Man again at Ron's Foods, and I really enjoyed that one. So when I heard there was a sequel, I jumped at it, and... Uh, who knew it was it was actually better than the original uh probably the biggest thing was the fact that they got rid of the levitator beam which i didn't quite understand that or how to use it very well like from the first one and uh i don't know the the music was better the bosses and the levels were i think a little more player friendly in other words the difficulty i think was t- turned down just a little bit but there were so many tremendous, you know, songs. Uh, you know, Crash Man was kind of a, kind of an upbeat, kind of catchy pop song, little tune. Um, but Flash Man was a classic. Um, and of course, once you got the, went to Metal Man and got his saw blades, you pretty much had one of the best weapons in the game, uh, especially because you could shoot it multi-directionally, um, which really was super helpful. Um, but such a fantastic game, and you know, just like your your uh, podcast always closes with, it's uh, one of the wily boss levels uh, for uh, Mega Man Two, especially when you're facing the the dragon. And I definitely remember that part, uh, needing to kill him with the crash bombs. Uh, I remember as a kid uh, feeling the intensity because I never came close to beating the first one. Uh, there were certain levels I couldn't beat just because I couldn't even get to the boss uh, a lot of the times. Um, but I didn't have that problem with Mega Man 2. And eventually, um, I made my way to through. I, I'll admit, I had, a, I had a bit of a strategy guide with me, so I had a little bit of idea of what to expect. Um, I wouldn't say it was quite a walkthrough. I mean, you still have to make the movies yourself. You still have to play it out. It's not like it just makes it a cakewalk for you. But... Um, I remember feeling, you know, the pressure. I remember my brother being there and, uh, uh, that was the first Mega Man I ever beat. And it felt, um, it felt like a tremendous accomplishment. And yet, even though I beat the game, it was a game I wanted to play again, which, you know, sometimes that isn't really, you know, the effect you get, you know, you beat a game and you're like, well, that's over with and you never want to do that again. Because uh, you figure just you know it just it just won't happen again, uh, but this one you know there was plenty of fun to it and uh, Capcom does a hell of a job. The, the opening intro, probably one of the best opening intros in all NES games. Um, you know where it kind of starts off slow and then 
it turns into this intense kind of song. And, um, you know, if, if you've ever played any Mega Man, you probably are familiar with that tune. And um, Mega Man 2 is awesome. Um, although I will must, I must say that it's probably my second favorite Mega Man game. Uh, there would be Mega Man 3, and I thought that was even better, although Mega Man 2 is a very, very, very close second. Maybe 1A, 1B kind of thing. It's that good. And uh, to anyone that's ever played it, um, usually it ranks as one of their top five games. And uh, and it should. It's a fantastic game. The only thing that's, you know, really the only big uh, hiccup in the game is really the uh, the cover art. Although the story is pretty legit. The guy had almost nothing to look at and was given like a, a little video of the screen, sh- or, or like a small video screenshot of it. And he couldn't really tell if the if Mega Man was holding a gun or not, so he just took a guess, and of course it became part of the, you know, kind of a mocked cover art. But oh well, I think I think Mega Man Two still held up pretty well, anyway. So those are my memories, and um, I'd love to hear what everybody else has to say. Thank you, Derek. That was an awesome call. Uh, absolutely awesome. And of course, Derek Felsk is a big friend of uh, the Brave the Wild podcast. If I mentioned that during this show six times, I apologize. But if I didn't mention it at all, that's why I'm mentioning it now. <laughs> to make sure that that gets out there. I really appreciate him. And obviously, a great friend um, from Western Wisconsin. A teacher and defensive line coach. Actually, from Minnesota, like Elk River, like he's probably said a few times. But uh, ultimately, again, yep, um, Works in Western Wisconsin as a teacher and a defensive line coach. Gotta like that. So, pretty cool. Um, yep, uh, that's actually what attracted him to Brave the Wild was all the retro game music. You know, like there's a lot of Mega Man Two in the Brave the Wild uh, show, kind of during the breaks and such. And you know, so this is the ultimate <laughs> shout out to kind of both, I guess, the video game flashback and Mega Man Two together here in a lot of ways with the game you know video game flashback and brave the wild with Mega Man 2 it's like a perfect combination so again yep I I agree with you on Mega Man 3 actually being the best of all time for the Mega Man series um I believe he might be more open-minded about the Mega Man X games like the first X was decent I stopped liking Mega Man later on though unfortunately as it got further and further into that X storyline good story but I don't know. Um, just some something was missing from the NES games, really. But maybe I'm too much of a purist, I suppose. Uh, as for Derek, though, yeah, like renting it from uh, the grocery store again, which is pretty cool that you could be able to do that back in those days. Um, you know, and it's another one of those you rent it and you just fall in love and you, you, you just want it so bad. And that's kind of similar what happened here when it came to that. Um, and the Tiger Electronic, I talked about that a long time ago in the in the episode. <laughs> but also, again, the, the classicness of the music and all that and the introduction. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing like it. The introduction all the way up to the end credits. The whole soundtrack is fantastic. Uh, yeah, like Flashman is, is kind of just, it's just cool, right? It's just cool. I love uh, the Crashman song very much. Um, and, of course, again... Yeah, you mentioned how you were kind of miffed, like, why didn't they have the the levitator, like, panel? You could get that in Mega Man 1. Yeah, for the longest time, I kept thinking, like, is there any item that can help you in that game? And then you see this random thing, and you know, and you pick it up. This is, this is again, Mega Man 1, and it ended up being that uh, levitation panel, I guess you could call it. Levitation bar that you shoot out. It's kind of cool. It was a kind of a cool idea in Mega Man 1. Um, 
But I'd played 2 and 3 before Mega Man 1. So that's why I was kind of like spoiled thinking, hey, where's the help item? And then finally, eventually I get it. I believe that's early. Oh, no, no, it's a, it's in one of the levels. I forget if it's Guts Man or Bomb Man. But when I play through the game and do the episode, yeah, I'll have more accurate information there. But yeah, it's cool. And I always like that sound effect too, that sound effect basically that you also hear from Elect Man. It makes that same sound effect for the uh, the panel. So, yep, it's interesting how the help items change a bit during the course of time, and then it becomes Rush, but you lose kind of control of Rush a little bit as you get further in the series. It's kind of like Rush, the Rush that kind of turns into item two, basically, where you just jump on it and it goes on its own. You don't control it. You don't go up and down and all that. That's what made Mega Man 3 so special in a lot of ways, is how you could literally control the Rush chat. That was cool. And, but maybe they made it too easy that way, but nah, it was just more fun and less frustrating, in my opinion. <laughs> Some people might call it too easy. Um, maybe it's just too easy for us, uh, us uh, classic gamers that know what we're doing, I guess. But no, great, uh, great call. Thank you so much, Derek, for that. And uh, yep, I mean, I don't want to jump on it too much and like kind of rehash everything you said rather than letting you say it. You know what I mean? Like I keep babbling over it. So that wouldn't be the nicest thing if I did that. Uh, again, the Twitter account this is for more feedback and such. This is kind of like the beginning of all this. The very first episode with this, actually. And got a decent response. I kind of sort of put out a bat signal that generated a little bit of response. But uh, And then uh, Derek, who's done that for Brave the Wild for so long, um, for the last few years anyway, and he, God, man, that show, that show really helped. Uh, it really grew and it built a community. And I uh, definitely have Derek to thank for that in so many ways. And so in general, I just want to say how much I appreciate that, Derek. And, uh, you know, I mean, and it's good to have some kind of a community behind the show rather than just me talking, you know, that kind of thing. I'm just kind of talking, talking. And then next thing you know, the show kind of grows that way too. So we all kind of help each other out. Like Derek, again, great writer with the uh, hockey uh he writes for like on a kind of youth hockey, but also can write about the wild. He'd been doing that for a long time. That's where Crease and Assist came from. At Crease and Assist, it was a, it was the, uh, it was a blog, and there's a long story behind that one. It's just kind of fun. So you, you'll hear about that on Brave the Wild, but also a great uh, retro gamer, and he's got lots of friends in that uh, community as well. Derek responds to my little uh, bat signal, and then we'll get to his bat signal because he helped this show out today. Uh, Mega Man, he says, Mega Man 2 was terrific, tight controls, terrific levels, each one with its own vibe, with its own song. Yep, exactly. Challenging, but not punishing. Immensely satisfying in a game that made a lasting impression on whoever played it. One of Capcom's best. Yep, yep, absolutely. And yeah, that's the other thing you said also. Again, so I'll rehash again. I apologize. Oh yeah, Mega Man 2 is, or Mega Man 1 is punishing. That one is punishing. Well, it's too hard, basically. So that's where maybe they eased up a teeny tiny bit on Mega Man 2, where, you know, it's not super easy, but at the same time, there's, you know, it's beatable. You you can beat it if you apply yourself, kind of figure out the pattern and everything, and then you can beat it. So let's get to Derek's... Uh, let's get to Derek's bat signal. Got a Mega Man... Uh, got a memory of playing Mega Man 2 on the NES... Share it with Video Game Podcast v, v, uh, at VGF underscore podcast and hear that shared on the show. Capcom, uh, with, with Capcom, just tag your memory. Hashtag VG, uh, VGFB. Oh, um, actually VGFP, I think, is what I meant to put. I apologize. I maybe, maybe typoed when I sent him the text for that. So hashtag VGFP, Video Game Flash 
No, actually, that's better. Sorry. So Derek probably corrected that himself. That's better. Hashtag VGFB. That's much better. Video game flashback. Okay, I stand corrected. That's actually, a, that's a good move. Sorry, thank you. So, yep, uh, Derek, and uh, yep, there, there's Dan Winnesota. Dan Winnesota, who's known for making some nice books like uh, A Slapshot in Time, History of Heartbreak. Yep, he's a Minnesota sports historian, filmmaker, husband, father, teacher, and a pop culture nerd. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's written some really nice books about uh, Minnesota sports history. Dan Winnesota, you'll hear about him on Dan Barrero often. Dan Barrero knows him well, so he's a known figure out there. Really, it's always an honor to hear from uh, Dan Winnesota. Um, again, a slap shot in time with the uh, Minnesota Fighting Saints. Actually, the very first team to play in, uh, actually, the very first, uh, they actually were the first team to play in St. Paul, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they, they right? So they did play in the uh, Civic Center way back in the day, the, the Minnesota Fighting Saints. So that's a really cool idea, and of course, yes, it's it's too bad how how short lived it was, but how it's already been fifty years, fifty year anniversary. So that's a big thing there. Mega Man two in hockey, Mega Man two one two and three in hockey, all seem to go together well. Like, tell me again, Mega Man looks like a hockey player, doesn't he? Does he not look like a hockey player? The 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 breezers, everything, you know, the helmet. He looks like a hockey player. I've always thought that. That's kind of where Mega Man and uh, hockey have joined together. Looks like there's a few responses in there. Ryan, it's a uh, Shaw, Shaw Stylvania. Oh, I like that. I like that name. I think we followed each other, right? Well, something like that anyway. <laughs> I followed him. Uh, he says, funny you should say that. And a minute later, I see this. So yeah, there's one of those little, uh, that's only 15 bucks too. And in, in this economy, that's an amazing deal. Aldi finds. I should have, man, I should have like begged if I were where the heck I can get that. So it's like, I believe it's one of those little mini arcades. It's got, and it's Mega Man 2. So I believe that's what that is. Unless I'm looking at it incorrectly, but mm -mm, that's cool. 15 bucks? That's cheap. Pretty cheap. Derek says that's rad, although I already have it in two places already. Maybe a cartridge, and or maybe you have different on different systems like the Wii and the NES Mini. Maybe that's my guess. That's my guess. Dare I say the Wii? Yep. Yeah, I have it. Uh, I have it as a cartridge. I have it uh, on the Wii and on the NES Mini, and I have it on the Famicom Mini and another NES Mini. I'm a super nerd. I apologize. I probably have it on this uh, that thing over here. I'm gonna go grab it. It's this classic podcasting. We walk away from the mic a little bit. The Super Console X, yeah, it, it's on there also. Yes, I'm one of those crazy nerds who's got too much stuff. Too much stuff, and yet I'm broke. So I guess you put two and two together, and yeah, well, yeah. Broke outside of uh, savings stuff, but <laughs> anyhow. Um, enough about me. I'm babbling too much. Anthony Cranes, I hope I'm saying the name correctly. I remember being blown away by the intro music. Yeah, me too, and it's really good, but I like all of it. Uh, Derek, was he responding to Anthony? Yep. Yep, Derek was responding to Anthony, saying it's an absolute classic for sure. The end credit song, too, is an extend, extended version of the intro, and it's great, too. Yep, very much. I was saying that's true. I had just finished it as I was finishing the actual part of the, you know, I was actually finishing that actual, uh, the actual game part of the podcast. It just kind of keeps going and going, and it's really good. It, like, yeah, it, it continues to go as like a, the song keeps kind of changing and getting more radical, you could say. Radical dude. 
Just like this thing here, Super Console X. Yeah, it's amazing what you could put on here. Even Sega CD games on these tiny little micro discs. Um, oh man, micro SDs. Yeah, 128 gigabyte. I'm gonna actually pick up a, a large, large one, like 512 gig. Unbelievable to think that back in the day. I think the first desktop me and my brother had in the late 90s, like the mid to late 90s, not not even super long ago, like early 90s, late 80s, had eight gigs, and it's like you know. <laughs> 8 gigs? This little uh, Micro Center flash drive right here has 8 gigs on it. Dink, dink. There. You just got to hear the sound of that thing. And I got that years ago. It's probably only like a couple bucks. 8 gigs. And really, gigs are still something. I mean, you can, it's still something. You know what I mean? It's just that it's unbelievable how things have changed. You can buy a terabyte flash drive nowadays for not too much. It's freaking crazy. Terabyte. And yet, laptop storage, like internal storage, aren't even that much most of the time, unless you're lucky. Spend a fortune. So, I think that, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of feedback yet, unfortunately, but that's how it goes. This show is kind of not out there yet. People don't know much about it, obviously. It's, a, it's technically an extremely old podcast, but not really. It hasn't been active the whole time. It was active for like a couple seconds, you know, starting off with a few YouTube videos. Uh, that got moved into podcast form, you know, YouTube video podcast form, and then finally got revived, you know, almost 15 years later here uh, at the end of 2022 versus, you know, like spring 2008. So, yeah, it's pretty weird. 14 and a half years ago. So that's just kind of how that goes. I'm not going to get a whole ton of feedback right away. But those of you that did, thank you. And at least liked it and followed the Twitter account. And some of you might be sick and tired of me creating more and more and more and more Twitter accounts and all that. This is probably the last one. I can't imagine I'm going to start another new show unless something else like is gone for whatever reason. So we'll see. <laughs> I probably should stop anyway. I don't need to stretch myself too much. So <laughs> again, more personal crap that I don't need to get into. But it's kind of a hint. Again, just apologizing if I'm overwhelming some of you that know me with the... Uh, you know, too many Twitter accounts. Hey, follow this one. Hey, follow this one. Follow this one. Did you did you did you follow it? Did you follow it? It's probably like, okay, Joey, go away. So <laughs> I'm sorry. At the end of the day, um, but no, Mega Man Two again, an unbelievable classic that I recommend to anybody out there. That you know, for, first of all, you have to be able to appreciate classic gaming if all you like is call of duty you know and being online and 3d and it's just first person shooter stuff i don't know maybe you won't like it but outside of that group of people that were born after 2000 or something or born you know or even some of you born after 1990 that still don't appreciate cla uh, classic things um <laughs> some some uh, some people do though thankfully I've, I've, I've met people born in like the early to mid 90s that love retro games so there's there's hope for them <laughs> there's there's a lot of hope for that uh, category um but for me no this this is one that is an instant classic and it's something you're the replay value like derek was saying uh, yeah is off the charts it's a five out of five in replay value uh five out of five in overall gameplay five out of five in music so uh, Five out of fly, like, yeah, I said gameplay, right, already. So, like, graphics for for the time, it's easily five out of five, right? It has to be. Um, so, it is a five out of five game. Five stars, no doubt no doubt about it. There is no 4.9 or 4.9999. No, it's it's a five, 100% rating uh, game. It is a five out of five. It's a perfect rating game for the music, the uh, 
again, the gameplay. The only frustrating parts might be just the overall difficulty at times. Again, like it's not that easy of a game. Those stupid birds will pop up when you're on tiny little platforms and that can cost you. That's where you can get killed. So stuff like that. Um, the only thing people complain about maybe later on, again, how it's wily, 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 wily. I don't care. It, it, it's it's a, well, watch watch basically any cartoon back in the day. Fat Cat or Nimnal, you know, when it came to Rescue Rangers. Uh, DuckTales, it was, you know, Flintheart Glomgold or Magic of Dispel most of the time, right? And I don't know, I didn't really complain about that. It was kind of cool. <laughs> you know, um, what was Tailspin? The Air Pirates? Uh, oftentimes, though, there were different villains, though, with that one. That one was a little bit more innovative. Or, yeah, that one had more individual villains. Even Turtles at times would have different villains uh, other than just Shredder and Krang forever. So, stuff like that. Tailspin was probably the most uh, innovative for its time when it came to, uh, you know, the Disney afternoon and all that. But that's something totally different. We'll get into that some more. Maybe maybe when we play, uh, if, I, if and when we do the DuckTales NES review. It's not even if, it's a win. I mean, DuckTales absolutely is an easy choice. And it's a game with, again, replay, replay value off the charts. Like, spoiler alert, that's a five as well. So... Again, this one deserves the fives all the way through. It's a sweep. If it's Beer Advocate, this is 100 world class. Mega Man 2 is 100 world class. If this is Beer Advocate, you know, like the best, like a like a, a beer that, that is a perfect score, basically, which there are only a few of. This is one of them when it comes to the NES library and really the retro game library as a whole. So pull it, pick it up if you can. Otherwise, again, the whole thank God for emulation since... Actual cartridges cost a fortune, and sometimes those older systems, unless you have the uh, the top loader, which thankfully I do, you might run into some obviously issues with the with the thing starting up. So there's always that possibility. At the end of the day, with that said, again, um, <laughs> what's the next show? What's the next episode going to be? It's going to be kind of a debate. I'm debating. There's no guarantee of anything. It could be Mega Man Three. It could be Mario. It could be Ducktales. Uh, Blades of Steel. I'm guessing it's one of those four: Super Mario Brothers, Ducktales, Mega Man Three, or Blades of Steel. But so, with that said, again, thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends about the show; would really appreciate it. And hey, don't be afraid to tell us about your Christmas memories, your uh, retro gaming, that you maybe games you got for Christmas, and this and that. And we could talk about it. Um, I <laughs> that would have been a fun theme, but again, it's it's early in the podcast's uh, history, so. Even though the podcast technically is super old, but when it's been active, it's been active for just about a month here. So we'll get into Christmas memories in the future, but you're don't be afraid to talk about it anyway. If you want to call into the show or tweet or send an email to Paladino Live at Yahoo.com, always appreciated. With that, have a Merry Christmas, have a happy holidays, and game on.